for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Fall is here on our CGN TV set, and uh, I love the fall. It's a season of change. It's a season of harvest, and even though we feel the fall briskness in the air and we smell the sense of fall, we also know that there is a spiritual shift going on in the world, and I believe this is a time that there will be great harvest across the world. Even though things are more difficult and we're facing greater evil than ever before as we approach the second coming of Christ, we know that the harvest will continue to grow. And this is a season of harvest. So let's open up our Bibles here to Job chapter 15 and let's glean the things that the Lord wants to give us through this portion of scripture so that we can be more effective in our ministry and the work of the kingdom. Job chapter 15, verses 1 through 16. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied, Would a wise person answer with empty notions or fill their belly with the hot east wind? Would they argue with useless words, with speeches that have no value? But you even undermine piety and hinder devotion to God. Your sin prompts your mouth. You adopt the tongue of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, not mine. Your own lips testify against you. Are you the first man ever born? Were you brought forth before the hills? Do you listen in on God's counsel? Do you have a monopoly on wisdom? What do you know that we do not know? What insights do you have that we do not have? The gray-haired and the aged are on our side, men even older than your father. Are God's consolations not enough for you, words spoken gently to you? Why has your heart carried you away, and why do your eyes flash, so that you vent your rage against God and pour out such words from your mouth? What are mortals? that they could be pure, or those born of women, that they could be righteous. If God places no trust in his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less mortals who are vile and corrupt, who drink up evil like water. In this portion of Job, we see how his friends surround him with unrighteous response to his pain. I think of that little saying, with friends like this, who needs enemies? My grandkids use this statement sometimes. They'll say, that person is my frenemy. They're a friend, but they're also an enemy. We want to be friends to others in the body of Christ and those that are hurting, whether they're believers or not. We want to be the love of Jesus to those around us. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was about 16 years of age, and in about a three-week period, we suffered a lot of tragedy in our family. My mom and dad were pastors of a church that was experiencing a tremendous move of God. We recognized it as spiritual warfare. But on a Saturday morning, my brother had gone to the church prayer meeting at 6 a.m. in the morning. What, what kid does that? He was such a godly kid. 
and he had gone and afterwards he leaned up against a wall in the parking lot. A girl got into her boyfriend's car, turned the engine on, not realizing that it was in gear. It popped over the parking curb and it pinned my brother up against the wall from the waist down. It broke every bone in his body and it pushed all of his organs up. I remember standing in the ER room with my mom. We were just stunned and my, the doctor came in and, and he said to my mom, he said, I'm sorry to say your son will never walk again and he won't ever be able to have children. The damage is so severe. He ended up being in a complete body cast for weeks and uh, he suffered so much during that time, not just about the physical pain, but the emotional pain of being told he would never walk again. He would never be able to have children. That following Monday, just about 72 hours later, my older brother, who was about 18, he had his appendix burst. He ended up being in the hospital. They did surgery, and his body was filled with sepsis. And he was very sick. They called that evening, and they told my parents, we're not sure your son is going to make it through the night. Here we are, two young men in the same family, really facing such suffering and tragedy. And my brother that had the surgery, my older brother, he did recover. Um, just a few days later, he was able to get a brand new car, and he was kind of hoping to have a new lease on life. Him and his girlfriend were driving down the freeway, and a raged truck driver pulled alongside and pushed them off the freeway for whatever reason. Their car rolled. It drug my brother along the freeway, and he had to have extensive hours removing glass and particles in his back. My my sister-in-law, who was his girlfriend at the time, ended up having a severe broken arm and had to sleep sitting up for over a year. I remember thinking, how could this happen? How could so much tragedy happen? Now, a few days later, a couple weeks into this, I walked into my dad's office, and he was leaned over his desk weeping and sobbing. And I walked over and put my hand on him, and I said, Dad, what's wrong? He said, somebody from the church just came in, and they pointed their finger at me, and they said, Pastor, this happened to your children because you have hidden sin in your life. My dad's heart was broken. My dad was a very godly man. How dare that person judge my dad? Unrighteous judgment. And that's what happened here to Job. He was being judged unrighteously. When we decide to represent God, we better represent him accurately according to the scripture. The Bible says to render righteous judgment, but Job's counselors, they misrepresented God. Listen, bad things do happen to good people. We don't understand, but God knows best, and we can trust him with the everyday affairs of our, our life. I can go on to tell you that my younger brother was completely healed. The day they took the body cast off, the doctor told him, Robert, even if you can walk, you have so much atrophy in your body from being in a body cast for so many months. My brother walked that day. He walked into the doctor's office, and the doctor said, this is a miracle. My brother, my older brother, God raised him up, 
And he, both my brothers are pastors and have had incredible ministries impacting the kingdom of God. My younger brother, the doctor said, you won't walk and you won't have children. He has three beautiful children and grandchildren now. And his kids, one of his daughters and her husband are serving in ministry, having very fruitful ministry. We see that throughout the scripture, the enemy will try to accuse us, but God does not accuse us. He is not the accuser of the brethren. God honors us and he raises us up and we can bless others with our words. Let's pray and ask God for his help when we face those times where we can minister to those in pain and suffering. Ask God for wisdom. He will give it and you will be the you will be an encourager, not an afflictor. Let's go to the Lord together and ask him to help us to be comforters and to uh, be the kind of people that encourage others in their difficulty. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the powerful name of Jesus. We ask for your help. Lord, help us in our difficulty and help us as we minister to others in difficulty. Give us wisdom. Give us empathy. Give us compassion. And Lord, let us be your hands and your feet and your mouth and your words, Lord, that will bring strength and relief and comfort in a time of need. We ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. For a single soul, lifting up our God and stepping in closer, see Jesus.